Wrestle Nation. Um, this is a little different this time. Hello, I'm in a, I'm like in where, a box. Where am I? Where am I? Hey, hey, <laughs> Alan, where are you? <laughs> Guys, we are via Zoom this time because mm -hmm. of a, a lot of things that happen out of our hands. It's okay. Life happens. Life happens. So I'm here. You're there. How are you, my friend? We we are here. <laughs> we are here. Um, I'm doing all right. Actually, no, I'm not doing all right. I um, <laughs> if you can't tell from my voice, it sounds like I didn't recover from the last episode. You sound a little uh, on the congested side. I'm not congested. Not here. It's all here. Oof. Like I lost Oof. my voice, and <laughs> I think it's because. When we got back from Miami, I think I'm just throwing out conclusions now. I think there was pollution when we got back. There was. When we were flying in, I think it was like from Vegas to here. You saw like that huge smog or fog, whatever you want to call it. You saw it. I I was in the middle row. Oh, you had a middle, or the middle seat? I had a middle seat, yes. I, so. I had a whole row to myself. I had a, I, I told you to come over. I was like, come sit by me. Come sit by me. You're like, no. I yeah, no. I I got a row by myself watching Seinfeld. So, <laughs> man, that was a that was the longest trip of my life, and but, I've taken some but, long trips. Hey, 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 my friend, but was it worth it? Absolutely. I mean, let's let's yeah, talk yeah, a little yeah. bit. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about it, just because we're gonna give everyone the the overall summary of the trip. Because in fact, there, I I feel like some people were like kidding with us when they're like, "Hey, are you guys back yet?" I'm like, I'm like. Flip. I know we took the long way around, but man, we took the long way around. Hey, hey. I, I, I had a lot of people come up to me today. They're like, yeah, you guys are crazy for doing that. I would have never done that myself. But like, hey, anything to see Messi, anything. Yes, because we are um, Argentines per se, and uh -huh. we love Messi. We, we do oh, yeah. anything to go see him. Now, yeah. I, I need to ask you because I know what my answer is because, well, mm -hmm. I'm me. Okay. Was it hard for you to cheer for RSL and Messi at the same time? Don't don't like, worry about don't worry about the listeners. No, no, no. Like I mentioned in the in the previous episode when Messi had that free kick and Glad headed off the line, I secretly wanted Messi to score that, obviously, because I want Shame. no no, I, I want <laughs> it's iconic. I want to see Messi score a free kick goal because we've seen so many of those happen for club and country, and that would just be like icing on the cake. We didn't see a messy goal, but we did see a messy assist. We did see a messy assist. We saw it like it was a Suarez messy buildup. Yes, any any time Messi was just dribbling, I was just, I was a uh, how do you call it, fangirling, <laughs> fanboying, whatever you want to call it. I yeah, was like uh, getting yeah. really excited. Absolutely, as you should be. <laughs> now I wasn't too happy. I'll admit this. I wasn't too happy when he chipped Brody. That yeah. for me, for me, that was like a low blow. I was like. Bro, the guy's laying on the ground. Well, I, I guess it's because the the ref didn't call the play dead, so he's just like, I'm going to just keep playing. But Don't get me started with the refs, but get me started in a little bit. We, we'll get started. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, over, the, overall, the huge... fun, fun experience, fun time in Miami. We went to the beach. Beach was fun. Yes, that was the first time in a very long time. That, that was my first time actually to the Atlantic Ocean. Mine too. Yeah, so not going to lie, uh, seeing those cargo ships, I was like, dang, those are some big ships. Now, you probably don't remember in, in Washington there were cargo ships too, but you were really little when we went. Yeah, you're like I was like, what, five when we moved here to Utah? Less. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, 
the la- the last part of the trip that I didn't like was our stop in Vegas. Oh yeah. So in case you guys are wondering, we landed in Vegas like twelve thirty in the morning, and then didn't leave out of Vegas until like seven thirty or seven forty five. Yeah, and so, so we had to sleep in Vegas. And in case in case you guys are wondering, the Vegas airport one of the worst. One of the worst. One of the worst. Actually, the the worst airport that we went to was easily the Miami airport. Miami. Yeah. I yeah. thought Atlanta was pretty. I uh, know Denver was pretty bad. Oh no! I, I you want my my top five rankings really quick? We only went to four. No, we went to five airports, didn't we? Salt Lake, Salt Lake, Denver, Atlanta, Miami, Vegas. Oh, we did. We did. <laughs> we went to five states in like three days. It's true. And three time zones. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we really now that you put it that way, we really did that. Five states, three time zones. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Oh, so re- real quick, my rankings of the airports we went to. Salt Lake, um, Atlanta, Denver, Vegas, Miami. Hmm. Yeah, Miami, not impressed. Not impressed at all. Yeah, I think I think we're pretty spoiled here in Salt Lake, to be honest. Oh, yeah. With having an airport that was literally built just a couple of years ago and just having all brand new stuff. But I will say, Utah, you could do better. Like that walk, terrible, terrible. From terminal A to B, that was the worst. Well, here, here's the thing though. They now created the the, the lazy sidewalk. Oh, right yeah, the, when we that, got back. I call it the lazy Susan. No, lazy sidewalk. I said. Oh, lazy sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Dude, who would you get lazy Susan from? Oh no, lazy Susan's the thing that rolls, spins around on, on the tables, right? I've never heard of that. But anywho, fun, fun time, fun, fun time. time. In, uh... I, I, I wouldn't do it again though. Sorry. <laughs> Not with, no, me, not, no, not with me, right? No, no, with you or without <laughs> you. I wouldn't do that ever again because that was a long, long trip. But anyways, let's get into uh, this past weekend. Um, for sure. I'm, for I'm sure. not I'm not even going to ask you how you are because I, I, I saw you today. <laughs> we, we did see each other literally like three hours ago. Hence why we're here. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's dive into Saturday, um, last Saturday. So For sure. We, RSL we goes the, from we, Miami to St. Louis. I was gonna say we got the opportunity before we get into all this. We went to Kaye, and might I say that was that was your first time going to Kaye, and what did you think of that? That I, first off, um, there was a lot more people than I thought there was gonna be. To be honest, really? I, no, I'm not I'm not bashing on anyone. I just <laughs> didn't think there was gonna be that many because yeah, I mean for me, hence hence why I haven't been ever. I like to watch uh-huh. it from my couch. No, for sure, I I I, I agree. Like it's good to have. You can actually be able to watch it, no distractions or whatever. Let me tell you, I was pretty distracted. <laughs> so so it, it doesn't mean I won't ever go back, but definitely I have a preference. Yeah, yeah. There's a, it was a good atmosphere, people chanting, people cheering at Kaye. We got some street street soccer off to the side, people playing over there. So it was fun. I thought you were going to say streak soccer. That would have been Stre- interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, that 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 would be that'd be a new fun Olympic sport. Ew, that'd be a weird sport. They only play that on nudist beaches. <laughs> so, Anyways, yeah. So second game um, of the season in St. Louis, and if you remember, obviously last time we played in St. Louis, we won. So it was kind of a little, little time for uh, go at it again against St. Louis. So I'll 
kind of similar lineup that we had against Miami in the first game, but a few changes. We bring in Bodie Hidalgo on the right side. Um, and then the other changes, we have Anelli move into the defensive mid. So everything else was the exact same. So we only took out one player, which was Palacio. Correct. Um, correct. And I guess I want to get your opinion on that. When you saw this lineup, um, what were your initial thoughts? Because when, when I saw it, I was like, hmm. I was expecting. Oh, I, have, I was. I have my thoughts. Yeah, I was very hesitant at first. I was like, eh. I was like, this is two games in a row with no Oviedo starting. Why Hidalgo? Um, kind of curious. I would have rather have seen the same uh, kind of thing with the the three defensive mids with the. Uh, Pablo Ruiz up top, and then Palacio and Ojeda right there in the in the back. Not gonna lie, I don't like that triangle. Really, it's not a useful triangle. Well, for what we have to use in the time being, obviously, Crooks coming in. We'll get to it later. Crooks coming in later into the game. It's what you got to use because who else do we have to fill in for that attacking mid spot? Well, I guess the the question then. I throw you out to you is who else do we have to fill in for uh, the right back spot? Or would well, you move Brody over to the right and put Oviedo on the left? No, that's, I, I, that's idea. I, I would want to see Oviedo on the left because that's kind of where he is comfortable. That's where he was playing in the remainder of last season going into the playoffs and Anelli on that, right. Anelli has that speed, that agility. And unfortunately, it just got broke. Breaking news last, I guess last week, Bonilla out for the season with this injury. So we were talking about it last episode a little bit. Out, outside backs, who's going to play? Who's who's in? Who's not? Now we're down. Another another outside back. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's horrible. But uh, we, you did mention Tree. Tree was uh, available for this, this mm-hmm. game, which yeah. was a, a huge win for all of us. We're like, oh, yeah. Finally. Finally, he's available. Yeah. yeah now, who so... wasn't who wasn't available is uh, Katranis. Yeah. So Katranis, unfortunately, still in Greece, still up, trying to up, up until the, the last update that we got. I don't know yeah, today. So... Yeah. So unfortunately, they must be very slow on paperwork over there in Greece. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it, but they they are uh, working on his visa to to get oh, over Come here on, get it going. <laughs> I was trying to think of some kind of Greek phrase that I might know, but I don't know any Greek phrases. <laughs> Anyways, so so the lineup they they we had it was all right for you. You still have some kind of eh. Yeah, like I I'm excited for I've I mentioned it several times. I'm excited for once Katranis is in because then that's just more reinforcement in the outside backs because right now we're kind of very depleted. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I saw this lineup, I'm not gonna lie. This uh, this lineup when I saw Inelli as a defensive mid, mm-hmm. call me a hater all you want, all every one of you, call me a hater. I did not trust Inelli as a defensive mid. Doesn't matter if he played in college or not. I did not and, trust. Him. And and why is that? I just have never seen him as a. Um, I think of my in my mind a defensive midfielder is someone who stops an attack. Mm-hmm. And then gets an attack started. You don't you don't think like with his speed he can be able to bolster that attack moving forward. I've never really seen him as super fast either. 
that's my that's my issue. So I've never seen him with great ball skills, and I've never seen him super super fast. He's probably fast. Yeah. I've never seen him yeah. super fast. So so when when I see him when I've seen him in the defensive midfielder at least last season. Granted, this season is a new season. Last season, it it just it just never seemed to click when he was as a defensive midfielder. It just never did. Yeah. So that that's why I was I was a little worried when uh, when I when I see him on the lineup as a defensive mid. I'm like, ah, crap, because because I think Palacio also didn't do like a, a wonderful job either against Miami. But I I feel like I'd rather have Palacio. Now I'm talking about before the game. Yeah. Let's get into the game, and I'll, I will tell you when I change my mind. Yeah. So first half. We just came out. It was kind of a repeat of what we saw in the second half in the Miami game. We just we we started right where we left off, and I kind of like that. We were just having tons of chances, and and we were just kind of controlling that first half. I'm gonna say we had control in the first half, no shots whatsoever. No, but we shots. had we had wicked control. Oh yeah, like 230 passes to their 125. I was like, wow. Wow, this is I thought we would kind of be flat, just just playing nonchalant, just like just kind of losing control. Our, but we were just our first half passes outnumbered all their passes in the whole game. Mm-hmm. If that if that gives you any idea yeah. um of, of the kind of possession. We we dominated first half 60-40 possession. But mm-hmm. let's let's get into the nitty-gritty what we saw on the field. What yeah. what was something that you liked and what was something that you didn't like from that first half? Um Something that I, I I liked, obviously, like I just mentioned, was just starting off right right where we left off from the Miami game. Just having that control of the game, having that that possession, and just dictating that right off the get go. But what I didn't like was just not taking more more shots, because that's that's how we're going to be able to get in the back of the net. Just don't be afraid, because freaking Bonilla and not but not Bonilla, uh, Barajas, Barajas in the the preseason wasn't afraid to be taking those shots, so. Why not now? Yeah, that in fact, that's what it was. The only thing lacking for me was mm-hmm. the actual shots. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about the the, the connection part because um, <clears throat> it, we had a lot of possession. But uh, what's my favorite stat? Do you remember what my favorite stat is? Is it where do the the passes lie? Oh, that's right. Uh, the map. The map. Show him oh. the map. So the passes, the majority of our passes were in our defensive half. So that kind of tells you where our possession was. We were just very much hunkered down, kind of, if nothing was going right, back to McMath. That that was frustrating. I mean, granted, I understand resetting. Let's let's reset the ball. Um, that's That's how it's been for not just this season, but seasons in the past. If nothing's working right, let's just shoot it back to McMath or whomever. Yeah. And and you can't even even blame Pablo for that. That's just been no. how we've even even Kyle Beckerman would pass it back to Ramondo. No, no, it's 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 a thing in the whole MLS. Like in in games that we were watching this past weekend, I I saw that nothing's working. Let's shoot it right back. Let's let's recycle. <sighs> I'm not a huge fan of that. You don't see not you don't all. see the the Barca of old doing oh, yeah, that. You don't you don't see that very often in the EPL. Nothing. Oh no no no. 
you see it in the EPL. You, we just watch a lot of the top teams. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you don't see it in the top teams. Man City is not doing that. No, because it's Pep. Pep does not like to pass it all the way back. No. So, um, so the, the, the possession was fine. I understand that. The, and I think that's one of the changes that Pablo yeah. has been wanting was to get a little bit more possession to, to make it more um, – how do I want to say this? The, make the attack more more gathered per se instead of just shooting it down the line, cross it. Down the line, cross. Down the line, cross. Which, this one's a build. Which in two games in, I've noticed that. It's kind of, I guess, a change in RSL because you you alluded to that a lot last season where that's what RSL would do. Go down the sides, cross it in. But RSL is kind of a, a little different this season where we're kind of working in the in the middle, getting those passes, getting those passes flowing, and then seeing what happens from the middle or even on the sides. I'm like the uh, the airplane traffic controller guy. Eh, 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 it's like we've been in an airplane airport for too long or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like weird. Those guys are doing Pablo's strategy last year. Weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but in in the first half, what what kind of made me happy? It was 35th minute. Uh, Tim Parker got hurt and got taken out. I was like, ooh. <laughs> okay, let's uh. Maybe we're not happy that he got hurt, but we're definitely we're glad he left the game. Cause, cause he's he's a it's super influential. You're right. Yeah, like, you, you, there we go. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll reword that. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> you're like we want to kill him. <laughs> no, but he's their he's their strongest defense for them. So yeah. seeing him get taken out in the 35th minute, I was like, ooh. Yeah, ooh, I totally this, I totally forgot about that. That that is that is key, because we were watching that and at Kaye, and I was like. This is good. This is good. This opens the door for 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 Chicho. Here's Marcos at Calle. Yes. <laughs> or more like, yes. <laughs> you weirdo. But yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, Parker is a strong point. That was a. I totally forgot about that. And and that I think I that was you. really that was really key. Um, yeah. to what what yeah. happened in the second half? So halftime we go in, um, zero zero. Um, were you surprised that it was zero zero, or did you, um, after seeing the stats, it's expected? Uh, ish, ish. Honestly, like obviously, like we mentioned, we weren't really getting any shots. We had a couple offside, um, very very dumb, but no no real chances. So as expected, just speaking of speaking of offside, how many times were we offside in that first half? Uh. Two in the first half, four in the second half. Whoa. Which, Bro. don't get me started on that because I, I should have had a, a, a count, like a, a tracker, how many of those were Chicho. I want to say at least... I I'm going to say least, all of them. You think all of them were Chicho? If not, maybe Gomez was one of them. But uh, I think Chicho might have been at least four. Yeah, that was just good on the back line of St. Louis to to play so high or just be so together because Chicho's just got to, I guess, be better at just reading that, that line of when, when to run. Well, and and then yeah, I guess I, I have to backtrack on what I said about possession. Cause, cause it looked like we were, we were looking for the over the top ball too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of confused in what our strategy is. If it, if it's a strategy, like for instance, if St. Louis plays a high line, are we looking to dump it over the top? Or if we see a team that's playing back, um, are we playing possession ball? What what are we doing kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So we, we don't see our first sub of this game until 63rd minute when we see the debut of Tree. 
Matt Crooks. And did that surprise you that Pablo Ruiz was coming out? Because obviously Pablo Ruiz is playing that position of, of Matt Crooks. Because what I would have wanted to see was maybe a Gomez come out and then maybe Pablo drops back to his original role of defensive mid. Um, but then who, maybe, plays, who plays the wings? Or, or, or I take that back. Hidalgo comes out and then, and then you do like a whole change back. That one, that that's yeah. the one that we discussed at Calle. I was like, yeah. it makes the most sense. Take Hidalgo out, move Anelli back there, move Pablo back to defensive mid, and put Tree as the attacking mid. Yeah. So seeing Pablo Ruiz come out tw- two games in a row in the Miami game and this, I was like, is he not going to play ninety? Like, come on. I th- I want to say this is my opinion. I think they're controlling his minutes because of his recovery. Um, I think playing two games in a week is a lot for him. For sure. And- and Absolutely. I and I think they um they did work pretty hard in the preseason, and so yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna chalk it up to that that they are are, are controlling his minutes until he's a hundred percent, which who knows when that will be. I don't know. I've never had this kind of injury, so I don't know if one is ever a hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's something you probably don't want to rush into, but it just kind of caught me off guard. That's him. Like, hey, that's two games in a row that he's being taken off. Yeah. Um. But I, I did appreciate the, the fact that they put in Tree. Uh, even though we, we had heard that Tree was going to be getting some minutes. So it wasn't a surprise for us, but we knew that, that Tree was going to get some minutes. And that him coming in created another spark. So not only the, the beginning of the second half, we had a little bit of spark. Tree coming in created a huge spark. Yeah, something that I'll mention, I think Tree mentioned in his post-game interview um, that was his first time ever on the field with Luna, with Chicho, all, all the rest of the guys. So kind of caught me off guard because you're seeing him on the field and it's like they've practiced together. It's like they know how each other how each other works. But Well, he, he mentioned in an interview today, um, and I think I'm paraphrasing or I'm interpreting it this way. <laughs> He's He said something to the effect of, paraphrasing, that when you're my age, basically, you just want to play ball. You understand how people play ball. And so when For you sure. get get together with good players, you just understand each other. Mm-hmm. And so um Crooks just wants to play ball. And so when yeah. and so when he got in, I think that's all he did. All he wanted to do is play ball. So yeah. I mean, with, there, with, I, there's no science to it, basically. No, no, with with playing in Middlesbrough and, and, and other teams in England, like like you, you don't care who who it is as long as you're out there playing football. That's that's all that counts. And I, I mentioned it before in other in other episodes, or I don't know, a couple episodes back, <laughs> that in the and I think I was talking about crooks too, that um, that in the in England they have so many players from so many nationalities, so many different styles of mm-hmm. play. Yeah, that I don't think he's gonna have a hard time adjusting. He has to learn so the strategy that Pablo wants to play, the the formations and whatnot. But yeah, soccer is soccer, and if you've been a if you play in a place that's so multicultural like England, then I think you're fine to adjust in in most places. To be honest, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be any problem at all for him to adjust because he's gonna fit right in. Um, but a couple minutes later after Crooks comes in and Pablo comes out, St. Louis does the same exact thing, but they do three substitutions. And one of those in particular that they took out was Klaus. So that kind of surprised me too. Yeah. So Klaus, um, well, let, let's, let's kind of give a slight preview of St. Louis. St. Louis is coming off of playing also a mid, a midweek game against Which Houston. They, 
which they're playing uh, right now. Oh, yeah. Well, too far away from the control at this point. <laughs> I'll watch the second half. Um, <laughs> but um, Klaus is, is super, super important for St. Louis. We all know this. Yeah. But I I think be, because he's also um, he's also coming back from an injury that he had last season. Mm-hmm. And it seemed pretty major. And so I don't know if he's 100%. I also wasn't sure if maybe it's because they're kind of, I guess, resting him with air quote for t- tonight's game Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. That I was thinking the same thing because they also took off uh Lowen. Um, they took off uh Thoris and also was, uh, mm-hmm. was a, a player that they like. Yeah. So, so a lot, a lot of attacking players for St. Louis came off and kind of left the door, I guess, wide open for RSL. Uh, yes. So the, our goal, what minute did it come in? 74th minute. Perfect. So yeah. So um, a three the three the triple sub that you said obviously sixty seventh minute. So it was before our goal. I think yeah. I think they dropped their their level of of attack, and mm-hmm. obviously we we had to exploit it. Um, and let's just talk about the combo play. Let's oh, yeah. talk about the combo play. Can we talk about that back heel from Luna? Like, oh my gosh! I I, I went back and watched that replay today, and just like. You see the back heel from Luna, and then just that pass from from Maddie Crooks to Chicho, just on a platter, on a platter. I was thinking only one thing, and one thing only. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> it, was a, realize, it was. Why didn't realize in the moment that it was a back heel from Luna? Because I guess it was just going so fast. I was like, oh, pass, 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 goal. That that was fast, and I'm so. I think the pass that besides Luna's, Luna's obviously was pretty impressive, which Luna always has a skill check. I mean, let's be yeah. real here. But what impressed me the most was uh, was uh, Crook's pass. It was a messy esque. I don't want to. I don't want to elevate the pass that much. But it was a. It was a. He took a step with the left and hit it with the outside of his right. Like, yeah. I, no, I mean, at least the defenders didn't expect it. I didn't expect somebody at six foot four to. I guess I guess I had the assumption that he was gonna be kind of clumsy because with him being six foot four, he wouldn't be able to dribble and have that that nice touch. But boy, does he have a nice nice foot, a nice being able to thread that needle. Um, I want to say this after the goal. Um, I can't remember who who put this uh, caption out, and I'm really sorry, so I can't give you credit. But this is someone else's. I'm not gonna take credit. Oh. But uh, but do you know which one I'm talking about? I th- I think I do. I'm, I'm trying. I I'm I'm trying to blame too. The, the one where where Crooks um is around everyone, <laughs> and, and he says Gandalf returning to the Shire. <laughs> that one was that one was top notch. That was top I, notch. I almost I don't want to call him Tree anymore. I just want to call him Gandalf. Gandalf. Let's do that. Yeah. I'm gonna call him Gandalf. What we need? Let's get. Let's. We need a giant Tifo in the of south. Gandalf. Of Gandalf. <laughs> of Gandalf. Of Gandalf. Oh man! No, but <sighs> but but literally less than five minutes later, RSL does what RSL does best: not being able to transition back on defense. And Vera got out hustled there. Yeah, that was really strange. In fact, even Chicho said in the post game, he's like, "This was like a a once in a. It's like it wasn't going to happen in this game, but sometimes the unexpected happens. And, this and one, this, was, this wasn't it wasn't was, expected." And this was three minutes prior to Lowen, who had that assist, 
he got taken off. So Lowen, a beautiful pass to um keep it as his name. <laughs> Samuel. We'll call him Samuel. Adeniran. Adeniran. So Lowen, a beautiful over the top pass to Adeniran. And then Vera just out hustled. He just couldn't get back. And he just had like on a little swivel. He was just like turned his shoulders and he didn't know which way to turn. He got turned around. Period. I mean, he he got bodied, and then Vera couldn't recover after getting bodied. I mean, yeah. that, which is super surprising um, and kind of upsetting too. I can see why people get upset because Vera is yeah. so huge. Why? How? How? But things happen, right? Yeah. I mean, so literally right when Chicho scored that one, I was feeling confident. I was like, oh, we're gonna go away with three points, and then unfortunately tied it up. So, and then comes a. Uh, I guess the I guess the, the the garbage minutes. I guess you want to call it. the the cleanup time. We get three subs towards the end. Julio comes in. Barajas comes in. Oviedo finally comes in the ninety plus minute. All right, lay on your complaint. Lay it on. It, like Pablo, like it, it needed to use subs better. Like the game's tied. Use those subs in the sixty fifth, the seventy fifth minute, not the eighty sixth minute of the game. I mean, we don't know what Pablo is thinking, and I bet uh, after game interviews they know what Pablo is thinking. But I, I, I'm just like you. I don't like late subs, no. unless unless they're for a specific reason, which I can only think that these were for a specific reason. Well, especially in this situation where you're having two games in just a, like three days, like let your guys rest. Like you still have another game the following week, so let your guys rest. Let let take out Luna sooner, take out Gomez sooner. So, yeah, but but I did like though bringing in Julio and Barajas. I've mentioned this before, Barajas just brings that that youth, that energy that this squad needs, and he had tons of, of good chances. Yeah, in fact, um, from uh, let's see, yeah, there's there's some uh, good chances after the 90th minute. We had a uh, Oviedo had a had a chance, mm-hmm. Julio had a chance, Chicho had a chance. Um, it was just there. There are chances after the yeah. 90th, so I, I think if you put in the right guys um, at the right moment in the second half, you create that extra spark, an extra couple of minutes of cushion to build. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. 86 minute, you can't do squat. No, no. So, so I'm tired of talking this game. Let's <laughs> talk about. Let's talk about something else. Yeah, for sure. Let's. Yeah. You're like, um, uh, uh, um, <laughs> so I, I, I want to ask you. So, oh, yeah. week one, week one of MLS is done. Um, we had a lot of games, everybody played minus Vancouver. Sorry, Vancouver, <laughs> <laughs> the the lone Canadian team that did not play in week one. So, I, I want to ask you what game or games stood out to you now? Don't read my notes, okay? <laughs> I, I, I have separate games for me that stood out. Oh, different from the ones that we talked about. Oh yes, yes. Oh, you, you betty betty sneaky. I uh, am. I am. You're, you're well, welcome for that. <laughs> um, I enjoyed LAFC Seattle. Okay. Because, as much as I hate to admit it, I like watching LAFC. Not for the game, well, maybe for the game part. Yes, too. But the yeah. fan, the atmosphere. I was gonna say, if it was for the players, we'll get more of that on Saturday. Yes, but uh, I, I definitely don't do it for the players. No, definitely do it for the environment. And I've never yeah. been, but on TV it looks great. 
from, from what I've heard from other people, the 3252 is is a hostile environment. I love hostile. <laughs> um, but uh, we're talking about a game that that's between two top teams. Um, they're second and yeah. third last season um, in the West. So, and and they've done a couple of off season. Um, what do we call it? Off season transactions. For instance, LAFC brought back a Twesta. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge for them because yeah. he's still young and he has now uh, experience from uh, Liga do Liga do Brasil. <laughs> Uh, from from Palmeiras, so yeah. um, so that's that's really scary. Also, Hugo Jodis, um, Hugo Jodis is obviously one of the best goalkeepers in the world right now, uh-huh. and he's obviously on the on the backside of his career. So um, having those those two doesn't make the team, mm-hmm. but it definitely uh, helped them a lot. I think it helped them a lot in the. In the run of plate, Jody's had a lot of key saves. Um, Seattle seemed a little stuck, thanks to the penalty they got one back. Yeah. But uh, Seattle was disappointing. Seattle or uh, LAFC is scary right now. Yeah, going going to back to the, that Seattle. It seemed like when De La Vega came in, that was like their their burst because they're kind of flat and dead. It was like Jordan now, Morris wasn't doing Jordan Morris wasn't doing squat for them, so it's like De La Vega to the rescue. Well, uh, Seattle supposedly has a couple of key injuries. So, for instance, Stefan Fry is injured. Rusnak. Um, I can't remember who else. Uh, but uh, they those key injuries. I mean, they're they're key. So, um, that was a that was a game I I loved. Oh, but before we get into that, um, you had mentioned this stat about uh, the amount of draws this weekend. I did. I did. So 15 games played, um, obviously ours on Wednesday and then the rest on Saturday and Sunday. You you counted Wednesdays? Yeah. Okay. Just asking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So in, in total, I, I might have. Maybe it was 16. So I'll, I'll add one just in case, question mark. So 16 games total, seven draws total. Move it back down to 15. <laughs> so seven draws out of 15. That That is quite a lot. That's like almost, literally almost half of the games ended in a draw. Yeah. So what does that tell us? Does it tell us anything? Nobody can score goals. Now, I mean, there were a couple of one ones, two twos, but there oh, were a lot of two. There, I was, mean, two, there was two zero zero on Sunday. Oh man, Sunday was the most boring day ever. Um, but I'll, the last game wasn't so boring. But we'll get to that. Um. Also, uh, Carlos Vela, MIA for LAFC because, well, I don't know if they're, he's negotiating with them or not. To be honest, I don't know. Nor do I care. Not my team. <laughs> not my team. Um, well, let, let, yeah, let, let me get into my, my, my games that stood out for me. Go ahead. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were a few that kind of caught my eye. I'm like, what? So – First for me was that Cincinnati Toronto game because obviously Cincinnati is coming off winning supporters shield and I, I that one ended in a zero zero draw and it's their year kind of trying to bounce bounce back with no Brandon Vasquez as he's killing it in Monterey and it's you have the replacement of Corey Baird filling in that role so that one was kind of a, a little bit of a surprise for me. Oh, and Corey Baird, Baird did start. Yeah, and um, he didn't do well. No, no. So, and then game number two that kind of stood out to me was the Philly Chicago game. Um, Ch- Chicago, as we know, has been terrible throughout the several years, not making the playoffs. Um, they have had the lead going into about the 90th minute, 
and then Daniel Gazdog has the game tying goal. I'm like, come on, Chicago, come on. Chicago does what Chicago does. Uh, um, so are th- those the only two games? Yeah, there, there, there's probably others, but those were the main two that caught my eye that were just surprising. Um, I have one more before we get into the one I think we have in common. Okay. Um, I liked, I well liked the the result for Portland, Colorado, That's and. Right. And I only say Portland, Colorado, because of the amount of money that Colorado spent in the offseason to lose four to one in their first game. Like, I, I have I have a friend who's from Portland. I, I go to school with him. I asked him today, I was like, is Portland actually really good? Are they on the return? Or is Colorado actually just suck? And he's like, Yeah, just Colorado just sucks. They're just typical Colorado. I mean, <sighs> it, it it's like what we all well, what we always say. I, I kind of stopped saying that. Um you can't just put individual stars on no. a bad team. You can't put lipstick on a pig and call it pretty. You can't. No. Like um, Mihalovic, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> um, and then what's his uh, outside back's name? Oh my gosh, I'm drawing blanks right now. And I mentioned it to you earlier today. That's the that's the worst part ever. Um, oh yeah, Vines. Sam Vines. Vines. Yeah. Um, what what all, what caught my eye in that game? Uh, what what's his face from RSL? Uh, Jasper. Jasper. Jasper did not start in that game at all. No, nah, nor nor should he. Would he? I mean, Jasper was having a hard time breaking our top or our eleven. Yeah, but so, yeah. So Portland just went guns a blazing four nil at halftime, and I was like, wowzers. Yeah. Yeah, so that one surprised me. Now for the game in common, I'm, we we talked about it. Maybe you don't, you didn't really care for it much. Well, maybe you did, but we're gonna talk about it anyways. The Galaxy Miami game, and we're well, gonna talk about in, in, any game that Messi's playing. I, that intrigues me. So this is true. This is true. <laughs> we love Messi. We love Messi that much, but we're not gonna I, talk I, about. I, I would have been that guy that was going Messi, Messi. Messi if Messi, Messi would have scored uh, last Wednesday. We would have we would have been doing that. I would have done that. I would have done that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but we're not gonna talk about the game portion of it. More, we're gonna talk about what we shouldn't be talking about ever, because they shouldn't ever be news. But the referees. Yeah. Like. Oh man, don't get me started. That don't get me started. That was just like. Oh. Um, well, I'm going to get you started. So, <laughs> so the, the play that is on everyone's mind is the, uh, second yellow red card. Supposed. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I'm not saying it was in the game, in the game report, it says second yellow, which is a, a red card. Yeah. I, I, I've quote tweeted it. I've went back and rewatched the video several times and no one can tell me that, that he does get the player. Like he, like freaking Busquets has already fallen down. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, topics I want to try to condense here because we've already gone on for so long about other things. But uh, um, what what concerns me about replacement referees is the following: they have never been at this high of level at this speed and don't know how these players play. Um, don't know how they manipulate. And so they just bite and fall for everything. Yeah. 
yeah, you you alluded it to me earlier today. Like if you go back and watch that play of the second yellow card, you see Busquets literally going pointing at the referee asking for a card like this, and it's just so easy. Like these 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 Barca players, these Miami players can just easily manipulate the referee to just any any way they want. Now it's not it's not their fault. I mean, no, 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 and, no, and no. that's and that's my opinion. I think if if a player knows how to do that to a referee. Good on them. Yeah. That that referee sucks. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, it's, it, it, it's just sad that, that that's kind of the way it's kind of turning. So yeah. So so overall, the, this weekend, um, I know me and you didn't watch a lot of of we didn't watch every single MLS game because that's almost impossible. Know, yeah, that that'd be impossible. So a lot of them are at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Your your overall feel after seeing it in person in Miami, after watching a couple games this weekend, RSL, the Miami game, and I, I think you watched a couple of others. Oh yeah, you watched uh, the, the the ones on Saturday Sunday. Yeah. Um your feel about the replacement referees. Uh, my, my my grade. Uh my, my grade overall. Uh, your your feel or your grade, whatever, just <laughs> express yourself. <laughs> I'll I'll give the refs like a, a C minus, maybe D plus. Is is that is that being too generous? Well, I don't know. I only score um, because it's a bad it's a bad grade. <laughs> Just because like yes, there were some good moments where I'm like, okay, yeah, like he, he's calling it pretty fair, but then like you look at other games, like this Miami LA game, you look at our game against Miami, it's like, come on, don't be calling it one way. Just like come on. Keep it keep it fair, keep it real. Do you know what I haven't liked about the um, replacement referees so far is that they express themselves physically too much. I was going to say, when we were in Miami, it was in the Miami game, he was the calm down, the, the calm down symbol. Oh, man. I, I hate that. I When, I, when I'm when i the assistant referee of a center mm -hmm. and they're, they're like, calm down, calm down, I'm like, you know what, just tell them off. Tell them to go, go. Play marbles in the freeway. I'm I'm trying to keep it clean here. <laughs> we got we got kids listening to this. Seriously, um, this but is family uh, friendly. This is family friendly. So I'm like, go kick the curb. Go go play marbles in the freeway or something. But yeah. it's like, don't try to like be the the oh calm down guys calm down. It, no. it doesn't work. It doesn't work. These guys are professionals. They are yeah. They are they're meant like the, to talk like your ear off. They'll listen to you when you do that. Yeah, there. It's it's like trying to tell uh, an angry woman who's ang uh, who's hungry to calm down. You don't do that. And no, I no, and no. obviously, I just totally uh, stereotyped. By the way, so yes, I just generalized. You don't tell a Marcos. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. You don't tell Marcos to calm down when he's he's hungry, which happened a lot in Miami. Oh yeah, I almost I almost killed you a few times. So what? <laughs> but I thought it was all I thought it was only because I snored. Yeah, that's true. But anywho. <laughs> You, you brought up a good point about the replacement referees, and there was a lot of missed calls in, in, in different games. Um, for one instance was the Nashville Red Bulls game. Oh, explain that one. That was, a, yes. that, was a, that was a weird one. Yeah, so Sean Davis is going in for a challenge where he looks like he's like literally roundhouse kicking the ball, but gets a player on the Red Bulls' face, and... Is shown a red card, which in my mind, that's a red card, right? Like a high kick to the face, not even getting the ball, and ref goes to VAR. It's just a yellow card. Not gonna lie, did not see the replay. I saw the still shot. If you do, if you work everything off of still shots, then I would totally agree with you because I saw the still shot. 
Yeah. But it feels like in action, and it was more like a, a graze, the, the shin grazed kind of like the shoulder neck area. I'd be kind of like, that's dangerous play. I'll give you a yellow. But red is like if you like get a cleat like right to the face. Yeah, but yeah, w- watching that game live, I'm like, that, that that's a red card. That's a red card. Literally, Sean Davis just roundhouse kicked that player and goes to VAR, yellow card. So got, I got I to gotta give a X on that one. Uh, X for the VAR. X on the VAR, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so my question is: Are the replacement refs doing the job they need to do? Could they replace pro refs? Um, and do some of them deserve uh, this chance? Just like what uh, Don Garber said after the Miami game, that uh, these these referees should be taking advantage of and seizing the moment to show off their uh, how do you say it? Show off their craft. Like yes, I I'm glad that they're getting this opportunity, this chance to improve, to be to get this opportunity to to ref at a higher level. But I don't think that they're the the refs that we need at this time because I would rather have refs that have that experience, that have done these high level games, not refs that have literally just gone from and doing like college games at like North Carolina or somewhere else. Now, granted, the the men's college games are are fast. I will oh, give yeah, them. I'll, I'll give them that. Like for sure, for sure. But um, it, there's a reason why these referees are either not in the pro pool, either have not been called up to do MLS games, or are not even like registered to do any of these kind of kind of games. There's a reason, yeah. and so we have to remember. And we just talked negative about the refs. Now we're gonna go into the positive about the pros. There's a reason why they are the professionals. There's a reason why they've been doing this for a long time. You can disagree with me, but I can tell you because I know a lot of them personally. I am inside that locker room. I am with the VAR. I hear the VAR. I do all these things. Um, they get a lot of these calls correct. Um, I think Dad sent us a, an image saying how many reviews per weekend, per match day, Um the the referees have been averaging so the pro referees have been averaging mm-hmm. four plays that need to be reviewed per game per game uh, in a normal weekend these replacement refs 14 plays which means that they're not getting it right the first time on the field yeah so. some would argue some would argue i prefer to have it right but when we say I prefer to have it right, we're not giving the pro referees even a chance when they do get it right on the field. Bar reviews it and confirms. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's bull. Well, guess what? They're not wrong. Yeah. In fact, they got it right the first no, time. Like, I guess sometimes VAR does suck, but I would rather have these replacement refs get it right than get it wrong without using VAR at all. I'd love to have them get it right the first time, period. Yeah. Like, yes, 100%. But. Well, it, it, it's something we gotta we gotta go through in the time being until who knows if this ever does change. Well, let's we want pro refs back. That's all we want. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into this weekend. This weekend, we, we got home opener. Yeah. We're back at home. We're back at home. Hey, I'm home. <laughs> Literally too. Um. Anyways, um. So unfortunately, we got to play LAFC, and as you know. We have not done great against LAFC. Oof. We have <laughs> made this this is our the the opponent that we have the worst record against. Yeah. I, yeah. I think. 
and some people might call them they are our daddy. I'm not going to go that far because no. I'm a fan. No one is my daddy. <laughs> no, but they've had our number for a lot of times. But the last time we played them, we won. Last time we played them. Oh, overall. last time. Yep. Yeah, that was a Chicho goal. A Chicho goal. one nothing. But just what you're going to allude to. Last time they played here at home in Three nothing for LA LAFC, not Galaxy. <laughs> yes, so um, they uh, ha- tend to have a lot of success at our place. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in the off season, um, they had six roster changes from the last time we played them at home. Obviously, one of them being Carlos Vela, like you alluded to. Um, a Poku is one as well. Went to Montreal. Um, I'll have to pull up the other ones. But who who still is around is, is obviously Bawanga. Bawanga. And he coming scored off, two last time, didn't he? Yeah, coming off winning the golden boot. Yeah, that's uh so that's always dangerous. But he didn't score uh, against Seattle, did he? No, he did not. It was uh Timothy T- Tillman and uh Tillman. Bogu- and Bogus. Yep, that's right. Tillman and Bogus. So yeah, who knows? Maybe he's hungry. Yeah, yeah. But so I, I've been wanting to ask you this question all day, so I'll, I'll ask oh, you now. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been even you're like I have a question to ask you, but I'm going to save I, it. I, I have a question for you, Alan. So this is game three for RSL on Saturday. So hypothetically, if RSL does lose to LAFC, do RSL fans need to push the panic button? Oh, that's a really good question. But no, um, no, you don't no. think so. That that will be one point in three games. That's perfectly fine. Um, the only reason why we I say it's perfectly fine is because, um, yes, there has been hype for this season, mm-hmm. but the coaching staff has already come out. Jason Christ has already come out and said, "Do not expect immediate success. Do not like it's not it's not. Hey, we're gonna see if this works out. This is like a no. Don't expect us to win right now. Yeah, we're trying Makes to sense. solidify what we're doing." For sure, for sure. I mean, that, that's how I took it. So so anytime, like the St. Louis one, I would have loved a victory. If we, if yeah. we would have held on, that would have been oof, A-OK. Yeah, but, but the fact that we tied, it's a point on the road. Now, Miami, I'm a little disappointed. I wish we would have gotten a tie there. This game, I'm not going to give my prediction yet, <laughs> but it's going to be very, very difficult. No, absolutely. LAFC, doesn't matter who's on the team. Very well coached, very good team. But I don't know. I kind of have to – I'm kind of a little bit in between that I will be kind of a little bit panicking slash chill just because I'm like, that's one point, three games. Like, we could do better. So – I mean, so you're going to be semi-panicking. Okay. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be semi. I'll be semi-panicking, honestly. <laughs> I mean – but I don't think there's anything really to panic about. I mean, it's three games in, one point. Yes, I understand. But have we seen improvements? Have we seen any kind of positivity with the new adjustments for oh, the season? Oh, absolutely. Like, definitely. We've seen a lot of improvements. And that's what I was going to go into next with this game on Saturday. Do you see any big changes in in the lineup? Well, I'm trying to review their lineup. So um, I don't see any changes 
in their lineup. They're gonna go with the the same eleven that they went out with against Seattle, which I'm trying, I'm trying which to is gonna be is gonna be super scary. Um, uh-huh. I'll go I'll it... go I'll go over it with you. So we have hey, Jodis in in goal. Cool. Uh-huh. Campos who replaced Palacios. Palacios was a huge loss. Yeah. Um, Campos he he got an assist last game. He so did. He that means he's versatile. Aaron Long is Aaron Long. Murillo is Murillo. Hollingshead is Hollingshead. So back four is solid. Now this is where it gets dangerous. So Atuesta. That's dangerous. Uh-huh. Ilya Sanchez. Dangerous. Can be dangerous. If you can control him, um you're I think you're in for, for a, a decent game. Tillman, dangerous on the wing. Yeah. Oliveira, dangerous. Bogus, dangerous. And we can't say enough about Buanga. Yeah, so we, we see the lineup that LAFC has. What what are you feeling like RSL is going to come out with? Similar to what we've seen in the past two games. Obviously, we have Crooks. Do you think he starts coming off the bench? Where, where, where are you feeling out there? Well, let's look at the... We, we already went over the roster, uh, the roster, but I'm going to go over <laughs> it again. So, out of the back line, I think... I think they're going to move Anelli back to right back. I think, think that, that Pablo's going to say. Do you think this is the game that Oviedo finally gets a start? No. No? No. Uh, I don't think Oviedo's going to start for quite a while. I don't know why. I just have this feeling. But this is the game that I think Tree is going to start. I agree. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. He has to start. He has to. Literally, after having an assist in your first debut. So... Um, and if, on top of that, the first 10 minutes of your debut. First 10 but, minutes, yeah. But um, I don't think we're going to change much except for I think you put in Tree for Hidalgo. Just like the, the change that we that we mentioned. You put Anelli back, Pablo back, Tree right in the attacking mid. Yeah, that still sounds like a, that's a I think, still solid lineup. I think that gives us the best chance. And we need size. We need size, especially against... Long and Murillo. Murillo is a thick well, wall. I was gonna say, and Hollingshead. And Hollingshead is is tall. So we need size. We need um goal scorers. We don't need yeah. we don't need any more creation. Pablo creates. Luna creates. Gomez does what now Gomez. We, we need finishers. Finishers on those set pieces. Yes, we need finishers, and I think that's where Gandalf comes in and uses his magic. <laughs> I can't. Can you just imagine Vera Glad Crooks battling that for a corner kick? I'm like, oh. now, now get this. You ready for this? If uh, if Gandalf starts and and Ruiz, you're not you're not gonna get over it, are you? Um, and Ruiz goes back to defensive mid. Ruiz is gonna take those corner kicks, and that's who we want as our set piece taker. I think he can put it on the dime for one of those three. Or yeah. four, or four, include Chicho in there. Oh yeah, like not worried at all. Like it gets me excited. Like give me all the corner kicks in the world. Now, get this excited. Okay. Saturday is supposed to rain. Do you know Sla- where? Slash Sla- snow. Oh, I hope not. Um, but but do you know where else it also rains slash snows? Where? In Middlesbrough. Ooh, so you know who co- you know who comes from Middlesbrough. I-, I heard a certain type of tree. Gandalf. 
Gandalf. So Gandalf, <laughs> Gandalf likes the cold, rainy weather. I'm saying I don't know what the phrase is about a dark, rainy night in Stoke or dark, rainy night somewhere Middlesbrough. in Middlesbrough. Sure, we'll Middlesbrough. say Middlesbrough. I think he can do it on a uh, noon, wintry, wet day in Salt Lake City. And with that, let's get into predictions, my friend. Whew, prediction I time. Like, nice prediction time. So home opener here at America First Field. You know, I've said it the past two games, I'm I'm feeling optimistic, but like you just alluded to, this is going to be a tough, tough battle against a very good LAFC team. So unfortunately, give me a 1-1 draw here at the Riot. All right, 1-1 draw. We're, okay. We're, we're going to scrap away with a point. Okay. Um, I think the wet is going to cause a lot of mistakes on both teams. But um, I think that uh, unfortunately RSL is going to fall victim to more of the mistakes just because we're still, we're still trying to get used to each other. We're still trying to get this system going. So it's going to be a two, one loss for, mm. for me. So it is what it is, but here's uh. my hope. It's either going to be a Chicho or a Gandalf goal. I like it. I like it. So 12 o'clock, Home opener, America First Field. We will be there. Um, we will try to stop by at the tailgate at the North Lot. We'll if it's too for... cold, if it's too cold, no, don't worry. No, no, don't expect us. <laughs> well, if you if you guys have some like some warm beverages, maybe we'll come stop by some food. Not fireballs. We're talking about hot chocolate, not fireballs. Yeah, 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 Keaton. Yeah, Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I- I'm excited. We're we're back playing at home home field so home field advantage is gonna be fun let's uh let's get excited this is the first game of the season and i know it's gonna be wet it's gonna be cold try to get out there if you can't get out there do what you can to support by watching and uh if you're not if you can't watch because t-mobile tuesdays doesn't give you a mls i was was gonna say we got we got dunny on the call on saturday even the more reason to listen yeah yeah so Last thing before we send off, you guys, catch us on Twitter and Instagram at the RSL Bros if you're not already following us. And listen to us at Spotify and Apple. And I guess if you're watching right here, hit the, hit the notification button right there. It's true. It's true. Don't, tell, don't forget to tell a friend. Tell a friend. Be a friend. Be a friend. Tell a friend. <laughs> awesome. We will catch you guys next week. Take care, guys. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.